Hello and welcome. It's a very exciting Tuesday here on This Is Going Well, I think, with David Cooper. And I happen to be your host, David Cooper. This is the show where no one's listening. No one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. Our guest today, probably one of the most important interviews I will ever do. And to join me, I am inviting Tony Five to double team Jemima Packington, otherwise known as the Asparamancer. She is, well, the UK's perhaps the world's premier asparagus psychic. Not that there's too many asparagus psychics that I know of that aren't her, but that doesn't matter. She is wonderful. She doesn't take herself too seriously, and she has some major predictions about next year that the asparagus fronds, are they even called fronds, told her. So without further ado, I'll bring on Tony Five, and then Jemima Packington, the Asparamancer. Woo! Hello, are you excited? Fuck me, I've literally... Do you know, I drove like a maniac for you for this. I must have done 115 all the way, and I walked in two minutes ago. Jesus. I'm ready for... I mean, I've missed Asparagus um, Mansa. Jemima Packington. Her name's Jemima Pickington, who's fucking ridiculous and lives in Avon in Somerset. I have just stalked her Twitter profile, and I'm ready. Basically, I want a career change, and I need a side hustle. And I'm going to ask her what vegetable she would pick for me to uh, connect with. (laughs) Well, I I don't even know what to say with this one. Leave it with me. I'm so excited to talk to her again. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. We're just waiting on her. It's uh, I just I got a cuppa as they say. I was so out of it this morning, and you and Danny were sending me so many messages, and I couldn't understand what was going on. I wasn't. She was. I just reply. I was driving, so I was like saying one, two, and she's like sends all this sort of shit. Jesus Christ! And you're like, I'm gonna make it. I can't make it on the phone. I don't know. Whatever. We're here. What's important is we're here for probably the most important taping of our lives. Of our lives, exactly. If people are listening, this is a kind of behind the scenes. So. Uh, if you ever thought we were unprofessional on air, this is the shit we talk about before we're actually broadcasting. Jesus, I am, I don't even know what to say. I'm so excited to talk to her. I know. I'm so excited. I, you know, like a dog when he like wets himself, when he's like so excited to see its owner. That's what I feel like now. This is, she is as close we've got to as a real celebrity as we have, right? Yes. And asparagus psychicery aside, like the, the ridiculousness of it aside, I am beside myself that this woman makes an income and supports herself doing this. She is a successful asparagus psychic. <laughs> it's not just that she does it. She's, <laughs> she, she, in theory, what she does for a hobby and what you do for a hobby, she's more successful as it. Oh, this is my professional career. Thank you. But... It's just like you could go to the psychiatric ward of any hospital and find an asparagus psychic. No problem. (laughs) Ten a penny, mate. Ten a penny. (laughs) But she makes a living doing this. She is a successful one. She's been on national British television. 
David, and I've told you before, not just any crappy old, like, you know, some odd cable channel. This is a mainstream channel in mainstream mid-morning. It's wild. She's amazing. Is she coming on yet? I thought you were moving your head. I'm so excited. I'm looking at you. I'm so excited that you're going to put a button and she's just going to appear. Jemima Packington is in the waiting room. Shut up! <laughs> just... Wait, wait, wait. Let me breathe. Wait, 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 wait. I'm ready, David. This could be it. This could be what takes us from a two-bit radio show to the thing. There she is. Hello. Jemima! What a to-do. I'm, I'm certainly not the best technocrat. As long as you're a better psychic. Listen, darling, my, my, my excuse is I've had the flu this week. Bless you. You're all COVID ready. Yeah, and then I don't go anywhere near the Christmas market in Bath, which is... And I come down with this swine flu or whatever. Oh, anyway, Terry, lovely to see you. How are you? I'm very well. I, this is technically David's show, but I've because I'm so excited to meet you and to speak to you. Hijacked. And, and I've hijacked his show. Poor guy's in the corner there, just doesn't know what to say. I'll let him introduce you and introduce me. And then, uh, and my first question is, how's Asparella, the dog? How is she? Oh, listen, don't don't go there. What's happened? She's going to do a, a photo bomb any minute. I kicked my cat out of the room for this. She's sulking because her boyfriend, who lives a couple of doors down, oh yeah, moved away two days ago. Player, I know. So she's been hanging around like a bad smell where he used to live. Like, where are you? It's so sad. I've had to take photos and send them to Jackson. That's her boyfriend, Jackson's daddy, to say, look what's happened. A lot of guys do that before Christmas because they don't want to spend the money on their girlfriends. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I should do that. David, lovely to talk to you again. How are you? I'm so well. I loved speaking with you last year. We had fun. Uh, or was it two years ago? And I just, now that I'm doing a podcast, I thought I couldn't think of anyone who I'd want on the show more than you. And this format lets us talk a little more. We're not just looking for that, you know, polished two-minute radio thing. We can really go deep. Is if I do that? <laughs> Polished, really, David? I mean, backed by unpopular demand, I believe it's called. But I, I, Jemima, I need a side hustle. And you, me and David, we find it phenomenal that you're making a living doing this. So I want to know, one, have I got the gift? Two, what vegetable could I pick? I've partial to cauliflower and carrots. Yeah. Look, I don't want to steal your thunder. And I don't ever want to do, I'm never, ever going to cross the line by going asparagus or any green-based vegetable. What would you advise me to do? Cauliflower is out. Right, fine. I've tried all this. Okay. I'm bragging now, but some time ago, I did uh, a whole series of Big Brother's Bit on the Side, like a Sunday special at Elstree. <laughs> yep, I know it. And I went there every Sunday for three months. Just down the road from me. So we tried every vegetable under the sun. We did squash. Uh, we did pumpkins, we did melons. Aubergines? We did everything. And the only thing that actually works and is stable and is robust enough is yieldy asparagus. What about fruits? Did you do fruits as well? Oh, listen, and they just splatter. Mm. What about what about tomatoes? Where do you sit on a fence with a tomato? Oh, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, eat, eat your tomatoes. They're very, very good, full of lycopene, good for the skin. What about kumquats? What about the exotic, the dragon fruit? Or durian? A Dorian fruit. Oh, yes. Really? I don't think we have those in Bath. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're a native of Malaysia, but yeah, carry on. So what uh, what predictions have you been making the rounds with these days? Well, you know, it's, it's sad to say, but I did predict um, Her Majesty's passing. 
Oh, rest in peace, homie. Carry on. I know. And um, this year I've done all sorts of bits and pieces. And um, so I'll give you an exclusive because, of course, it's coming up to the time when I issue my New Year predictions. Ooh, well, the good news is almost nobody listens to us because we're terrible. So, David, this is an exclusive, David. I'm so excited. This could be our big break. So please don't laugh and say, well, tell us something we didn't already know. There are going to be so many regime changes around the world. And I mean, we're not just talking one or two. We're just talking the people are going to bite back and say, had enough. Will it be violent or there'll be uh, bloodless or you don't know? I think it's going to be bloodless. Let's not talk about you know, man's inhumanity to man in a certain area of the world. And asparagus. Yeah, but they're just, it, it's, gosh, it, it is so strong. If you like, this prediction is so strong. And, it, and, we, and we know that there's going to be a regime change here in Britain, don't we? Yes. Yes, 100%, yeah. Yeah, we know there's going to be a regime change in the US, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be global. Wow. Wow. So like France? This is, this is an exclusive, a first. So people are going to get so good. And also, here's another one for you. Ooh. Okay, this is to do with people who are actually living in your country, David. Uh, a certain former member of the um, royal family uh, will have marital problems. Prince Andrew. <laughs> Randy Andy. <laughs> Randy Andy is stuck with Sarah Ferguson. They live together. He loves a pizza, though, doesn't he? He, he loves a pizza, doesn't he? Eh? Jeffrey Epstein doesn't melt steel beams. But hey, no, not him. The people who live in Montecito. So I wanted to bring that up. I know from following you on social media, you have very strong opinions on uh, Mrs. M and uh, Prince William, Harry, George. It's the way they've treated everybody. It doesn't take much asparagus to see that these people... And that's the, that's the catchphrase we're waiting for, David. Can I start using that idiom? It doesn't take much asparagus to see. Yeah, to see that. But, but I, this year, or 2024, you will see Parting of the Waves. So for those who can't see this on the podcast, the Asparamancer is showing the two fingers up in vertical format. Excuse me, would you like to rephrase that, please, Tony? Uh, well, okay, she's showing alienating fingers. Two ring fingers. <laughs> <laughs> two ring fingers separating. Because we don't want that sort of two fingers, but hey. No. So tell me, so when did your sort of abject hatred of them come about? Was, did the asparagus start it? Or was it something that you started yourself and the asparagus encouraged you? I, I want to know the story. No, I predicted Megxit. Okay. So what was it, two, three years ago when they left? So I did my predictions, as you know, in December for the following year. Yep. And I said, um, you know, the Sussexes will quit. But did you like her beforehand when they were getting the engagement? Well, you know, you know, to begin with, I did. And then her first appearance was with the Queen and the Queen, they'd gone to Chester and they weren't even engaged then. And, you know, the Queen took her under her wing. But that's what the Queen would do was family she can see what's on the horizon but i suspect being a hollywood star in inverted commas i'm sorry if that sounds silly did you say that sounds celery or did you say that sounds silly i thought you were doing you the vegetable based puns which would make me love you even more i'll be <laughs> honest with you me and david are huge fans if you're gonna throw in vegetable based puns i mean that'll kill us yes just mind your parsnips yeah <laughs> David might not realise what that means in this country. I'm still in love. <laughs> I know, right? 
so you liked her at the beginning when she met her royal, her royal highness but i thought this is going to be really great okay it's going to be really great it's an injection of youth and vitality into the royal family and we had the most wonderful wedding and then and then the rot set in and then right looked like she just and anybody who disses the prince and princess, the current prince and princess of Wales, you know, you don't, you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family, so you just get to get on with it, but you don't diss them in public. Plus, you're not going to win, aren't you? Are you against the future king? Now, you think they're going to have marital problems? They're going to split after the split? Do you think Harry's going to come back to the family and apologize, or he'll stay sort of the. Sorry, sorry, very doubtful, because he's another spoiled person. David, you silly broccoli. Come on, mate. How dare you? I know. I know. I'm a silly parsnip, all right? <laughs> you stupid parsnip. Okay, so let me just parse this out here. Does that parsnip this out or parse this out? Parsnip this out, yeah. <laughs> so do you think he'll remain in California pretending to be an American but not because he doesn't want to renounce his title? Yes. If he really wants to do it, he's got to renounce the title. He can't become American without renouncing a title. That's, that's in the Constitution. He won't become American because he's got drugs problems. And you know, I'm not being funny, when you go for your nationality test. Oh, she's right. They do ask you if you've ever used drugs or anything. That's why whenever I talk about doing drugs on the radio, I say it's for parody purposes because I've never actually done them. They do ask you if you've ever been a drug addict or an alcoholic. That's true. Now, did the asparagus tell you that? Did somebody mention alcohol? Excuse me. <laughs> she, she's taking a drink. We thought you were going for the asparagus. I know. We thought you were going to go to the asparagus as well. That would have been amazing. So that's Harry and Meghan soon. Any wider predictions? I'm particularly interested in what are your thoughts around AI, chat GPT, computers in the future? Well, you're asking the wrong person about computers. Bring the asparagus on. Although I'm more of a technocrat than I was. Um, but again, there's going to be a backlash. And we're seeing now, oh, hello, thank you very much indeed, ex formerly Twitter goer. <laughs> uh, we see now that parents, parents are now looking at the usage of um, sort of Tinternet by their children. And so many now broadband uh, companies in, in, in the UK certainly are actually now pushing parental controls, switching off, uh, not allowing this, not allowing that. And I think that's a sign that it could be abused. AI used for medical purposes to train, which we know has happened, is fantastic. And I think that's great. And I'd rather have a surgeon practice AI before they sort of stuck the scalpel in me because, you know, that would make me feel a lot better. But I think it will stop the kids from trying to use uh, and you get um, kids uh, sort of using AI and whatever to recreate stuff. And my friend, she's, a, she's an artist, she's a very clever lady, and she just typed in. She was looking for inspiration on a sort of a Japanese theme, and she typed this into whatever AI or... And she just showed this. It was like millions and millions of images that came up. And they're all fake. Yeah. Mm. But Jemima, quite a serious question. AI could replace asparagus predictions. What would you do? What if there is an AI-based vegetable predictor who's even more accurate than you, supported by the billions of computers and computing power worldwide, organized by Elon Musk, the evil Bond villain? AI is coming for our jobs. Do you think it could come for your job? Mm. Well, I don't consider what I do as a job. A gift. Gift. No, exactly. 
And, you know, if it was all to end tomorrow, I'll just be a lady what lunches. <laughs> You'll be a lady that lunches? <laughs> when you're not predicting with asparagus, what do you do? What does, what does a, a, a vegetable psychic do on a downtime? Well, nothing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> So you'll get if if AI takes your job, you'll just get back to that. I'm a lady of independent means. Good for you. A lady of independent means. So therefore, you know, not not lots of independent means, but enough to get by. So enough. If the asparagus psychic well runs dry, you'll be okay. And the thing is, asparagus the season is very short, but then you get you get the imported asparagus, which you can use. I mean, I was going to get some asparagus today, some fresh asparagus from the supermarket. Where do you go, by the way? Where do you shop? Are you a Whole Foods waitress, high end asparagus buyer? Farmers market, yeah. Or can you just get it anywhere else? Yeah, the cardo they deliver. Why is British asparagus so much better than foreign imported stuff for your use? Well, it's Vela Vivesham asparagus is the best ever. Now, Vela Vivesham asparagus, which is, you know, where I was originally from and where, in my opinion, the best asparagus is grown and where we have the asparagus festival, uh, was so prized that in medieval times, we had the crowned heads of Europe sending envoys over to Eversham in, in the Vela Vivesham to bid for rounds of asparagus. And the round could be like 100 spears. And they still have an asparagus auction to this day. David, I'm sorry, Burning Man down, asparagus festival in. Yeah, can we talk about this asparagus festival? Are you somewhat of a celebrity there? Uh, well, they do invite me every week. <laughs> She's a big deal, David, come on. They bring out the red carpet, they get you, uh, fly you in on a Concorde, what's going on? Green carpet, green carpet. <laughs> we don't need green carpet, but, um, what I do, because, you know, I love doing readings for people and I don't charge. This is the thing. I don't charge. I know sometimes with television, they pay you an appearance fee. Yeah. So they do, they do, they don't, they don't. If they want to send a car for that's fine. If they don't, um, but nevertheless. Um, but this is so nice to meet members of the public. And year in, year out, you meet the same people as well as different people. And you do readings and they'll come back to me and say, you did a reading for me last year. And gosh, you were so accurate. And it's, it's heartening. Uh -huh. Do you think maybe you could do a reading for David and I at some stage? But maybe not today because we haven't got the asparagus ready. And we have, we've kind of thrown it on you and we know you need to get the power. But maybe one day you could do. Listen, pair of you, you know what my email is? Danny knows what my email is. Yeah. What you both want to do, go and get a round or a bundle of asparagus each. Bundle of spears? So do I need to head them or have I got the hard route as well? Just a whole lot. Okay. And then each of you cast them i prefer cast to toss or chuck or throw but cast them on a flat surface okay and then put a pencil nearest to you it's only to let me know what's going to be near future middle future far future take a photograph and email it to me and i'll do your reading oh my god i love it i have uh leeks and parsley in my fridge right now well that with leeks what do you think about leeks Leeks are absolutely terrific. So, so you can make some leek and potato soup. No, no, for, for readings, for readings. <laughs> oh, no, it's a better eaten. But how did you, like I said before, I know you said you tried multiple vegetables. Oh, yeah. But did you, was there anything close to an asparagus that got you there? For example, did you get some predictions from, I don't know, like, let's say uh, uh, an onion, for example, that got you close, but not over the line? No, the thing is, it's there's something earthy about the asparagus, and I don't know. I, I, it's like it's for me. It's like casting runes. But when you use another vegetable, there's just nothing there. You just 
you can throw a vegetable and it splits or it it's basically just throwing a vegetable on the floor and looking at it it's like going hunting with a painting brush you need to bring your gun yeah got it got it and what's been your most accurate prediction to date oh so the one that everybody hates me or loves me for go on was please don't laugh you i I know you're gonna laugh tony maybe not so much um i predicted four years before it happened that boris johnson would become prime minister no he kind of looks like a piece of asparagus everybody went oh uh, uh," um i said i rest my case for those who don't know, uh, Boris Johnson is currently in the news at the moment um, in the COVID inquiry. For those of our uh, American listeners, so me and Jemima will know it because it's all over the news and he's doing a, a good act on TV, isn't he, about uh, how he felt so sorry for people and, and how he justified his party actions while people were dying, right? Well, I've got to say, at this time of year, and I'm, I'm being perfectly honest now, I tend not to switch on to the news because I don't want, when I'm doing my predictions, to be swayed. Right. People say, oh, she's all in the news, and it, and it's not that at all. But I'm I'm aware of that. I'm also aware that lots of people have, have appeared before that. But there is so much going on in British politics. Oh, it's horrific at the moment, yeah. So what would you do if there was? So sorry, David. Oh, can you tell I'm excited, David? I keep breaking you because I just want to talk. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We can be here for as long as you like. How's 12, 16 hours? OK, David, you can <laughs> cut this out. It's all right. Darling. No, I mean, this is all good stuff. We This is all <laughs> great nuggets, especially the one about you giving the middle finger, which you definitely did. I'm kidding. You did not do that. <laughs> What would you do if there was a shortage? Because I remember we went into Brexit and there may have been a shortage of asparagus. What would you do with your most valuable commodity? I'll always find asparagus. That's that's a perfect answer. I can't argue with that. I mean, David, spoken like a true psychic. It finds me. (laughs) Well, it gets delivered to your house, so it does find you. (laughs) So it should do. It's got the address. It's like Amazon. But sadly, in, in Evesham... Um, and the side, it's known as, you know, the Bellevue because of all the fruit and the, the apples and, and the plums and everything else. Uh, so many small local growers. And it's like a small holding. You can go to a small holding that would be like an honesty box, you, you know, this sort of thing. And I think that's, you'll always find asparagus because people will always um, buy it. And I do find that the inflated prices in some supermarkets, it's trying to make it more exclusive. It shouldn't be as exclusive. If you know what I mean, as, a, as a, an edible vegetable, which is really good for you. It's got no cholesterol. Um, it's full of vitamins and it's really good for you. And in the English ones, the wee smells like tea as well, which is pretty decent as well. I'll share something with you now. I did a program for Channel 4. This is amazing. <laughs> and they took us all into a field where asparagus was being grown. And there were two porter potties in this asparagus field. And they asked us all to eat a bowl of asparagus. And then the minute we wanted to do peepees, to go into the, the porter potty. I've been to that kind of party. That's, that's nothing. Yeah, to- that's a fun party. Yeah. <laughs> With your little cup and peepee in the cup. And then you handed it over and it was tested. And there were 20 people at this asparagus party. Did it have a buffet there, just out of curiosity? And did you put all your car keys in a bowl afterward? No, no. But I've got to tell you that at the 20 people, I was the only one who's Wee wee didn't smell and didn't turn green. Jeez, that's because you've got the gift, David. There are people who have the gene where they can't smell it, and there's people who have the gene where they don't produce it, the asparagus pee pee smell. It's sulfides, and you can equate it to Brussels sprouts. 
Yeah. But some people, they eat Brussels sprouts and they fart like mad. Okay, so you've peed in a porta potty with 20 people for Channel 4. You've been yeah. quoted in national papers. You've been on yeah. national television. You've yeah. been a guest on this show with me and Tony. Yeah. You have achieved so much. In such a short time, David. In such a short time. In such a short time. And I've appeared with Philip Schofield. I mean, again, us and Philip Schofield. He's very much like Johnny Carson, David, before he came out. But carry on. <laughs> you've met the Queen. You've had an affair with the Queen. Uh, you've done so much. And I've done, then I've done a reading at Buckingham Palace, but I can't tell you who it was for. <laughs> okay. No way. Absolutely. I, I guess this setup is for the question, what's next? What more could you achieve What's the next level for you if you could only get there, you you would be so happy? Like, what is the next step for someone who's accomplished so much? I'm a great believer in everything karma. So whatever's going to happen, is going to happen. No, I understand. But you must have hopes and dreams. There must be something more. No, I just accept what I can do. And I'm, I'm, I count myself incredibly lucky that I was given a gift that I can share with people. So as long as I can do that, I'm a happy bunny. Is it hereditary? Did your, like, mum have something for parsnips or something? No, it was an elderly auntie read tea leaves. Wow. But you never read for yourself. Right. So you've never read yourself? No. Interesting. Do you think it's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't, just don't do it. Now, do you not do it because you don't want to find it out or because you wouldn't be able to do it or you don't even know if you'd be able to do it because you've never tried? I'm, I'm not interested. Burden of knowledge. Burden of knowledge, David. Uh, all I can say is I let fate guide me mm -hmm. wherever it takes me. And it's all challenges. Have you made mistakes in any of your readings? Any big mistakes? Oh, my, my success rate can be any, anywhere between 85% to 95%. So, yeah. so it's not an exact science? Well, 85%. I don't reckon it's too bad. Well, that's 30% of 40, isn't it? So at least we know you're slightly there. But I mean, that 85%, I mean, if you think the remainder 50% that you've got right 35% of the time, you're doing okay. <laughs> Tony didn't study math in university. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, you just, you know, imported asparagus is uh, less stable, skinny, and it's less accurate. And I was telling people this, but it's still accurate to a degree. I just think it's so, you bring so much joy to people. Well, and it's, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it, David? Yeah, you're a beam of sunshine, you're fun, you've got a sense of humour your, about yourself, and also you've got this gift. I always say this to people, and it's so true. I take what I do seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. And people can say about me what they will. I mean, you know, I never read below the line. You know, I don't read reviews and things like that. Occasionally I'll get a, you know, a crappy um, message on uh, sort of Facebook, so blah, blah, blah. And I don't care. I just delete, block, thank you. What could a critic possibly say about you? What I would do is I would send them an envelope of asparagus just to wind them up. Yeah. Oh, why, why should I waste my time and money on people like that? Correct, yeah. And postage is quite expensive at the moment. <laughs> it costs you £5 for four first-class postage stamps. Yes, yeah. They're not even worth the postage stamp. I do e-cards now. Do you get slightly upset when you see other vegetables being eaten? Uh, no. Okay. So what do you, what are you, what's your Christmas plans? What, what does the Asparamancer do for Christmas? Uh, just chill. Nice. I like it. Long walks, take the dog, meet pals, mainly dog walkers, uh, out and about. I've got two lovely parks nearby. We've also got National Trust fields. Um, you can go and sort of breathe uh, some fresh air. 
come back, open the vino, <laughs> go do the cooking, and just chill. What are we cooking? Turkey, duck, uh, brisket? No, I don't like turkey. Neither do I. It dries out. And I also, I still have memories as a child of my mother cooking a, a humongous turkey and like we're eating it at Easter. Gnarly. Yeah. Most people only eat turkey once or twice a year. I just do it one time less than that. There's a reason people don't eat turkey often. It's gross. Yeah. Do you know, Jemima, I went to David's for Thanksgiving and he made me the most amazing duck. Very disappointed. He didn't have the side dish of asparagus. We had the side dish of carrots, didn't we, David? Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Yeah. Tony flew all the way to New York for a Thanksgiving's first American Thanksgiving. Fantastic. And aren't you a kind, kind man to do that? Candy jams? Did you have candy jams and things like that? Mashed potato we had. Not yams. Stuffing. Mash, stuffing, lots of pie, lots of maple, pumpkin, apple pie. can't understand people enjoying pumpkin pie. No, I'm not a fan. I, I, your, your, your girlfriend made an amazing maple pie, which was amazing. I didn't have any much any of the pumpkin, but you did say it was good, though, didn't you, David? I mean, I like it, but ju it's just because I never had it growing up, so it's such a foreign, unusual, and festive taste for me. Yeah. But I, I will make a, a, a bold statement now, David. If, after our predictions, we find success and happiness and wealth, I will pay for Jemima to come over to New York with me for a Thanksgiving. Hey! I've said it here on the radio, David. Hey. If we find success, me and Jemima will fly over together, all expenses paid, economy class. No pressure then. And uh, we'll stay in the America hostel. And we will come and visit David on Thanksgiving. How's that, David? Love it. Love it. I think that would be fantastic. And I never lie, do I, David? No. So one of the things that we do, Jemima, is that when we have people listening over in the States, I send them postcards and uh, we've built up a small following of four people. Um, <laughs> one of them's David's mum and his girlfriend. Yeah, David has got such an eclectic group of friends and he's trying to convince me to go to some lunatic festival, which I think if you went there, you would make an absolute killing. I'll be honest with you. Can you imagine? <laughs> you make a legend. Burning Man. Have you heard of this? Burning Man? I have heard of Burning Man. Well, we used to have uh, a thing called not just the, the Great British Asparagus Festival. It used to be the, the um, Asparagus Run, <laughs> where you have um, uh, Morgan cars. And we used to go to, as I say, Buckingham Palace, to here, to there, to everywhere. But then they used to have a thing called a Sparrowfest, which was a bit like Burning Man. So this was a music food festival. And asparagus themed. Oh, yeah. And I used to do my re so I'd be there for, say, two days. I don't mean without a break, but, you know, and I'd do readings all day. And then I'd judge the asparagus eating contest because um, we have those. I mean, you know, like pie eating contests. Sure. Like the hot dog one where they just eat until they throw up. Do you have like an asparagus one? Yeah. So, so with the asparagus, you'll cook, say, 20 spears of asparagus on a plate and they have to put one hand behind the back. So there's no cheating and then they have to eat who is the quickest to eat 20 spears of asparagus and they have to open the mouth so you can see it's all gone and then they win and normally it's like a keg of beer wow david i mean that's as righteous as uh, burning man maybe i need to come to the uk so me and tony can come visit you there well, uh, listen, it, we always welcome celebrities to the, to the Asparagus Festival. Yeah, and David, and you. So I guess we, sh we shouldn't come then, yeah. 
<laughs> you, you know, I, I mean, I know it's like name dropping, but I love it. Keep going. But I've had I've had the opportunity of meeting so many lovely, wonderful people. Um, you know, like like Professor Noel Fitzpatrick. You know, the the vet, the vet, super vet. Yep. But who came to the Asparagus Festival, which was the highlight for me? Robert De Niro. To Terry Wogan. No way. He was a very poorly late, very poorly man at the time. Yeah. Um, but he was still, and, and he came, he was doing a, a Great British road trip with a guy called Mason. It was a taxi driver. And uh, it was just, he was wonderful, but you could see he was very frail. For those who don't know, for our audience, Terry Wogan is a very, very famous uh, presenter. He'd been doing it for maybe 50 years or so and presented so many things. Um, very similar to your Carson Daly, I believe. Yeah, it's so funny. Lovely Irish accent. Hello there. Hello. Is that yourself? No, it's me. No, hello there. It's me. <laughs> and with the Asparamancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we wrap this up? I mean, it's such a pleasure talking to you. I hope you'll talk to us again uh, much sooner than the gap, shorter gap than last time, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. So, look, I've told you what to do. Get your asparagus. Okay. Cast it. As I say, Danny's got the email. Yeah. And we'll do a follow up reading. Yeah. So we can do it in the new year. And then I I will have released my predictions because I'm sorry, guys, I'm not being big headed, but I've already got a queue of people. I know. Thank you. You don't seem like you're being big headed. You're probably the most talented vegetable psychic we'll ever speak to. Probably the only vegetable psychic. <laughs> Uh, there are a few more. Tony dabbles with carrot psychicry, but he's, he's nothing like Yeah, uh, but I never, I didn't have the gift, David. And I don't think if you try to find a gift, you never, I mean, I go into my, my local Whole Foods and I just throw vegetables everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens. Clean up in aisle three. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> well, you're 85 to 95% accurate. Tony's about zero to zero percent accurate, but he tries. He tries. But I try. And when the security don't escort me out, I mean, I can predict that. You're a brilliant broadcaster. <laughs> the pair of you are brilliant broadcasters. So that's your gift. Thank you. That's so kind of you. That's genuinely so kind of you. Honestly, that's probably the best accolade I've ever gotten. I'm going to quote that on my website. <laughs> I'm going to write a book just for you to put that on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it The Asparamancer, The Tip of the Spear. Do you like that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Copyright Tony. <laughs> yeah, The Tip of the Spear. Oh, yes. David, I, you wouldn't believe this, Jemima. I, so you probably know England a bit more. I was down in Bristol earlier. <gasps> and I, yep. And I crossed the suspension bridge drove from there to london to get in time for this so that you were booked for 6 p.m gmt correct and it's now 7 30 because i begged david not to do it without me i was so looking forward to this i know danny kept an email me can we slip it and i said yeah because i said to her look don't worry i'm available whatever time to suit you oh but it's rude of us i mean you have so much um you've given us so much of your time and we it, it's like you know moving royalty around we can't do that we didn't want to do it anymore david had internet problems he was freaking out i did i had outages so i'm glad we could do this today i think david i could sit and talk about this all night david i'll be honest with you but i know we've got to let you get on we i, I would like i know i'm taking over from this david you can hear how excited i am i think what we'd like to do is david and i will do the we'll do the picture for you and hopefully in the new year, 2024, after your predictions have come out, you can predict for us the big dog and Cooper. I'm going to do that. So can I say, gentlemen, uh, happy holidays, happy Christmas. Thank you. Stay safe and enjoy. 
Jemima, happy Christmas. And a happy Hanukkah to you as well. Oh, yes. And we've done that one. It's all right. We've done Hanukkah. It's all right. We've exchanged the gifts. Happy Christmas, my love. You have a good night, okay? You take care. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we love you, Jemima. Thank you so much. Take care, my darlings. Bye. See you later. Take it easy. Switchy switch them off. Are we off? Yeah, well, there you go. Leave meeting. I mean, David, that was pretty much my best recording experience I've ever had, ever. She is something special. She's a staunch conservative, it would seem. She hates Harry. What's going on with her? Yeah. So if you follow her Twitter, she's she um, is very staunch, a very staunch conservative. Yeah, you're right. She's really not a fan of Meghan and Harry. Um, massive royalist. And yeah, and she'll, comp- you know, she'll go up against have beef with various people online who uh, don't follow the rules. But such a sweet lady, number one. And as you say, doesn't take herself too seriously. I think knows the ridiculousness of her gift and never even as we're talking to her and it's obvious we're saying things that are slightly controversial to the asparagus based community of psychics never takes it personally you could never see a flinch or or anything and i I love that well when you quoted her as giving the middle finger she got upset but other than that she was in good spirits when he did look like she was giving the middle finger to (laughs) harry and megan to be fair all right tony i love you uh we're gonna have her back soon with our predictions which i'm really excited about now i gotta buy asparagus which i don't like cooking because i don't like the way it makes my pee smell but it'll be worth it for this show we'll come back with the predictions and that'll be that for this I mean, the sacrifices we go through for our art, David, for our art, David. I mean, I felt like a true broadcaster tonight. The fact that we had a celebrity who is, and she didn't even let loose who she predicted in the Royal Palace, did she? She kept that secret. She certainly did. She certainly did. Who do you think it was? The Queen. Do you think she posthumously? Oh, great. So she didn't do it when she died. She went, took the Queen in laying. The queen in, what do you say, in Lane? Or? Uh, laid in state. Laid in state. And she just brought her asparagus and, and did the reading right there. Do you think as the queen was laying in your state, she just threw asparagus at her dead body? I, I did see that news article. You did. Tony, I love you. We'll talk to you soon. David, it's, it's been epic. I'll be honest with you.